everyone, this is Lyndall with my coronavirus retreat part four. And yes, it's definitely a retreat now, isn't it? We have retreated. We are in our homes and we have closed our doors and we should be popping out for the odd bit of exercise and shopping. But otherwise, we are very definitely retreating. Um, and I <laughs> I do hope uh, it is a good experience for you. But I, I, I wonder how you're feeling this morning. I started my day thinking about a lady called Loretta. Uh, Loretta was an aristocrat born in France at the end, towards the end of the 12th century. And uh, she ended up coming to Canterbury because she was fleeing for her life, really. Um, and she decided that the life she wanted was the life of an anchorite which means she had a cell built for herself at the edge of a church and it had one window into the church so she could participate in mass and it had one window uh, out to the world so she could give advice to those seeking her counsel and then she moved into it and then they quite literally walled her in. Yes, they bricked up the door and she stayed there until the end of her days. And that was the life that she felt called to. She felt called to be in that space and to pray, to give counsel and to pray. That's what she knew was her life's calling. I mean, <laughs> terrifying. I'm just telling you the story and feeling slightly terrified. Anyway, I apologise to those of you who have, um, you know, who feel really threatened by the idea of being trapped in. But it was her choice. It's what she chose to do. And I, I could never do it myself. So credit to her. But even from that space, you know, she had a huge impact. She um, she was responsible for helping the Franciscan order to establish itself in England because she helped them to uh, make their base in Canterbury, which was the first base that they had in England. So she had a lot of influence on a lot of people, uh, on archbishops and significant people in the church just by being uh, who she was and where she was and uh, being shut away in the way that she was. Um, now, thank the Lord, none of us are yet being called to be anchorites. So this thing will end. But uh, what do we do while we're there? And one of the things that strikes me about Loretta is she must have loved that cell. She must have, well, maybe she hated it sometimes, but she must have made peace with it. She must have made herself at home there. She must have made herself at home with herself. Uh, we might come back to that on another podcast. <clears throat> but she certainly must have known the presence of God in that place. I don't know that it would be possible to have lived there as long and as fruitfully as she did if she hadn't. And I find myself wondering, what does it look like to really know the presence of God in the place where you live? Home is a mixed business. Some people love their homes. Some people quite like their home, but are glad they can get out most days. Some people hate where they live. I don't know where you fall on that spectrum, but wherever you fall, that's completely fine. But I wonder what we can do to help ourselves love our homes and know that, like Loretta, know that our homes are places where God is. Very often, uh, we go out to find God, don't we? I mean, it sounds daft, but we do. You know, we'll, we go to church and we have an experience of God at church. We go and meet friends and, and our experience of God is is very much in the, in the enjoyment of those connections and relationships. Or we, uh, we go away to an event or a conference or something like that. And, and actually, for some people, home is kind of the last place that you experience the presence of God. Well, 
I'm not keen for you to go a bunch of weeks without it. So I reckon we need to think about this today and we need to know how to reclaim our homes and reaffirm our homes as places where God is. God is not just out there at the good stuff you can get to when you're allowed to go out. God is right where you are now in every room, in every square inch of your home. There is God. And we know that. That's a fact. You can know that in your head. But how do you come to know that in your experience? Well, here's a few ideas that you might want to try. The first thing worth doing is to remember the story of how you came to be where you are. Remember the story of how you moved in, how you got the house in the first place, how you ended up where you are, what God did, what were the miraculous things, what were the frustrating situations that you had to overcome to get there because thankfulness for a place helps us love a place. Thankfulness for a place helps us remember that God was all over the fact that you live where you live now and I don't know whether you feel like you you chose where you live or whether you feel like you've been a bit kind of driven to it in some ways or or it wouldn't have been your first choice but God was in you getting to that place and God was in how that all came to be and there will be good in that story that is worth remembering if you were uh, if you're uh, isolating with others over a meal time today you might want to talk about the story of how you came to be where you are because that's a an encouraging inspiring thing to do so do that the other thing is have you ever asked god what god loves about your home that's a, a very interesting exercise have a have a chat um, and just say, can you show me as I wander around the house today doing different? Can you show me what you love about my home? Not just, you know, I don't I mean, I suspect maybe God might love your wallpaper choice or your paint color choice. But I mean, a more uh, abstract than that. You know, I, I love, you know, God, God telling you that he loves the sense of peace in your home or he loves the sense of life and noise and and vibrancy, whatever it is. Ask God. And remember, for those of you who panic that you can't hear from God, the answer might come in any format at all. It might be a little thought in your head. It might be suddenly you ask the question and you look up and you suddenly notice something you haven't noticed before. It might be a moment when something is happening and you think, do you know what? That's that's a good thing about this home. You know, don't don't get hung up on how God speaks to you. But do ask God, what do you love about my home? Because that's encouraging too isn't it to to know that your home is a place where god loves to be the spirit of god loves to be in your home third thing uh prayer walk yeah prayer walk your house i mean you're going to walk around your house anyway so just do it prayerfully um into every room uh you might need to ask the teenagers permission uh <laughs> into every space into every corner uh, open the cupboard doors whatever you want to do and invite the presence of God. The presence, God is already there. This is where it all gets a bit technical, doesn't it? Because God is already in your home. But uh, he chooses to, if you like, to activate his own presence based on what you want. So that God is everywhere is a fact. That God is active everywhere and, and allowed to be active everywhere is not a given. That's something we, if you like, to use a very crude way of putting it, we give permission for that in our prayers. So as you walk around your house today, God, you've got free reign here. That's an important word at the moment. God has free reign. You've got free reign 
uh, in this home. You've got free, your presence is welcome, not just to be a fact, but to be an active reality and experience. We don't just want to know you're here factually, God. We want to experience uh, your love, your grace, your kindness, your peace, your protection, your care, your gentleness. That those are the the presence of God is an is an an active agent, if you like. God isn't just doesn't just sit in the corner going, "Well, I'm here. Here, if anybody needs me." Uh, the presence of God is like the very resurrection life of Jesus. It's a it's an active vibrant real effective thing i am um, wrote a prayer journey for the salvation army uh for lent and i wrote it about six months ago and i had no idea how relevant some of it would be for this situation well of course i didn't because only god knows that and he's quite good at preparing us in advance for what is coming um and uh, this week is all about it's based on love and it's all about love as a safe place this week and uh, my prayer for you is that you will know the love of God making your home a safe place this week, a place where you don't feel trapped or walled in, but a place where it is a joy to be. And when you need that presence to activate, when a situation is difficult, when you feel uh, bereft or lonely, when you feel stressed, when you feel anxious, ask God, say, God, I'm uh, could you could you turn up the peace in this room god it's all it's all there anyway but god could you could you just turn up the peace in this room or could you turn up the love and grace around this conflict that's going on at the moment between two members of my family or god could you turn up the the hope because people are feeling anxious and uh, and a bit dark you know that's that's the whole thing it's the presence is there but it is our choice by prayer to activate that in the spaces where we live. And I hope and pray that that will be your experience in these coming days and weeks.